Welcome everybody to another episode of Shot in the Dark. I am your host, John Sino Evil here. Let's get right down to it, starting with AW Rampage. We have Bandito and the Lucha Brothers defeated Big Bill, Lee Moriarty, and Ethan Page. Escalier explains this match, and the firm reunion was signed before Ethan Page lost his contract to Matt Hardy, and Hardy allowed him to meet his obligations. I didn't realize they booked Rampage matches weeks in advance. The Luchadors went wild in this match, but Page was able to stop Bandito and was about to go for the Eagles edge, but the Hardys and Isaiah Cassidy came out. As the Hardys get on the mic and started distracting Page, Santa disappointed in him and told him to extend the Jeff Hardy sleeves that they gifted him, which he did, and Bandito took advantage of this and hit the 21-plex on Page for the pen. We go to QTV where they brainstorm ways for QTV to be edgy for collision. Harley Cameron made a joke saying people can collide into her breast. As, KT, as QT Marshall says that this is not 1997. Aaron Solo suggests buying everybody ice cream. Harley said that they can spill Jim Ross's coffee. And Solo says that they'll make an announcement that they are making an announcement. So obviously making fun of a lot of the tropes here in AEW. They keep going back and forth about making announcements until QT just says that Powerhouse Hobbs can come out tonight on Rampage to give people a preview of what collision will be about. And we go into that match as this Powerhouse Hobbs defeated Caleb Crush. Hobbs destroyed this local wrestler here with a spine buster in a little over a minute as the rest of the QTV were ringside. Warlow and Arneston cut a promo against Christian Cage and Luchasaurus and Arn says that what comes around goes around and Warlow says that he has an open challenge against Jake Hager on Dynamite and after that he'll set his sights on Christian and Luchasaurus. The acclaimed and Billy Gunn defeated a Helico Serpentico and Luther of the Spanish Announce Project. Masscasters Freestyle said that they can't be beat because it's Pride Month and says that SAP stands for Small Ass Penises. This match went a little bit longer than it should have as Anthony Bowens hit the arrival on Luther, followed by the mic drop from Caster for the pen. Renee Paquette brings out Jeff Jarrett, Karen Jarrett, Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, and Satnam Singh, and asks what's going on with them. Karen says that she heard AEW's dramatic diva is in the building and called out Aubrey Edwards. Aubrey comes out with Mark Briscoe as Aubrey says AEW wouldn't sanction a match between her and Carrie despite her best ever- efforts since she's a referee and Karen sure as hell isn't a wrestler. Aubrey says... That she sees, if she sees Karen and catering at the hotel or interfering in one of her husband's matches, she'll kick her ass. Briscoe then says that she's right about them not being able to sanction a one-on-one match, but they will sanction a mixed tag match and says that it'll be Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, and Karen Jarrett versus Mark Briscoe, Aubrey Edwards, and Papa Briscoe. And this match is going to be taking place on Rampage this week. And the main event here for the Women's World Ch- uh, Championship four-way number one contenders match, Sky Blue defeated... Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, Mercedes Martinez, and Nyla Rose. This is Martinez's first AEW match since November 2011, and right away Marina Shafir runs in and starts attacking Mercedes, so Hikaru Shida runs in and chases her away with a candlestick. Not sure what the purpose of that was, but Mercedes and Baker ended up taking it to the outside as Sky hit the code blue on Nyla for the surprise pen. As they cut to the shock fans in the crowd, we cut to Tony Storm backstage who spray paints an L on the monitor that Sky Blue is on, and this match did happen on Dynamite. We go to Impact Wrestling on Before the Impact, Saliza Sparks versus Terra Rising was happening. It went about seven minutes or so until Masha Slamovich came out with a steel chain and started attacking and choking them both out and then chaining them both together then Masha gets on the mic and sent a message to Killer Kelly in her native language. This was ahead of the Against All Odds show which there is a report on PolishWrestling.com that I have provided. On to the main show Chris Bay defeated Jason Hotch after reversing a roll up into one of his own. Brian Myers, John Schuyler joined Hotch in attacking Bay and Austin after the match and holding up the Impact Tag Team titles. We get another one of those Dirty Dangle videos, and he said he acted like a clown previously, just for the money, but he doesn't need the money anymore. He said he would be okay to be paid to stay home and do nothing because he doesn't want to go to armories and shake sweaty hands for four hours on a Saturday afternoon. They show footage of him belittling some some fans trying to get some autographs, and then Dangle says if he wins Joe Henry's toy title, he's going to sell it on eBay and go to Hawaii with a girl. Heath defeated Champagne Singh easily and quickly after hitting a wake-up call. 
We get a promo from uh, Sammy Callahan who says that he's going to be playing in blood at against all odds. Joe Henry defeated Sheldon Jean in a non-title match after hitting the standing ovation. Henry called out Dirty Dangle after and said that he hates pro wrestling and pro wrestling fans and they don't pay him enough on this day off to come down to the ring and fight. Henry said that he didn't call him out to wrestle but to show him a new music video and they have a video where they make fun of his WWE career. He's being rejected on Total Divas by Summer Rae and Eva Marie. The song kept calling him the Divas Reject. As Henry was distracted, he gets attacked from behind by Sheldon Jean and Kenny Kang as Dangle joins in. And as Santino comes out for the save and take out Jan- Jean with the Cobra. We see a video from Giselle Shaw that said that she took out Jordan Grace out indefinitely and now she will set her sights on Trinity and Deanna Perrazzo. We have the Impact Knockouts Tag Team Championship match as a coven defeated Courtney Rush and Jessica the Death Dolls. Death Dolls had the match won as Taylor Wilde was tapping out to Rush's sharpshooter, but the referee was too distracted looking at Kylan King and Jessica on the outside fighting, so the coven took advantage and hit a spinebuster big boot combo as Wilde pins Rush. Steve Macklin was being interviewed, naming all the potential opponents that he could have. Bully Ray comes in and says that don't worry about them, to worry about him, but not until Slammiversary. Trey Miguel defeated Bupinder Gujar in a non-title match. Nice back and forth from both, but Miguel hit the lightning spiral for the win. And then Miguel cut a promo on the locker room after. Gia Miller interviewed Johnny Swinger and asked if he really thinks that he can get to 50 wins. Swinger started blaming others like Vince Russo as to why he can't win, and also the referee. So he sent Zeke Dice to a referee school so he could start winning matches. We had a sit-down interview with Gia, uh, conducting with Trinity and Deanna Perrazzo. Trinity said that she came here to prove herself, but Deanna says that many have tried and failed. And they turned their sights on Giselle Shaw and Savannah Evans at Against All Odds, and Gia asked if they could coexist. And in the main event, Moose and Rich Swan defeated Jonathan Grisham and Nick Aldis, as Moose hit Grisham with a powerbomb for the pen after trying to pin Swan and not realized realizing that Moose got tagged in. Moose and take out Gresham after and Swan started attacking him and all four started fighting as Heath, PCO, and Bully Ray can run in to join in as these are all in the 8-4-1 match that happened at Against All Odds. Then PCO took them all out with a cannonball. Speedball Mike Bailey was the only one missing as he was in Japan for the best of the Super Juniors when this was being taped. We go to Ring of Honor on Honor Club. Kyle Fletcher defeated Christopher Daniels after hitting a jumping tombstone pile driver in the opener. Matt Seidel de- defeated Zach Clayton rather quickly with a meteora. Seidel gets on a mic after and challenges Samoa Joe for the television title for next week. Drillistico defeated Willie Mack. This match was pretty wild with Mack taking out Drillistico and Jose the assistant with a dime on the outside. Jose then gets on the apron to distract the referee as Drillistico hits a low blow and the accelerator knee for the pin on Mack. Tony Khan comes out and announces that Matt Seidel versus Samoa Joe for the TV championship will happen next week and then he announces the new Ring of Honor board of directors and stokely hathaway and jerry lynn so the idea here here is that stokely is kind of like being cheeky and kind of coming up with some stipulations and match things that um jerry lynn and tony khan uh would not approve and tony khan did say that he has final say on everything that they decide on Willow Nightingale defends the New Japan Strong Women's Championship against Rachel Ellering, who's making a Ring of Honor debut here on Honor Club. Nice defense here from Willow, making Ellering submit to the Camel Clutch. We have a Ring of Honor World Six-Man Tag Team Championship Proving Ground match as Brian Cage and the Gates of Agony from the Mogul Embassy defeated Marcus Cross, Eli Isom, and Cheeseburger. Um, and then not a total squash here. It took about five minutes or so before Bishop Khan penned Cross after a triple team swing and powerbomb. Mercedes Martinez defeated Vert Vixen by submission with the Brass City Sleeper, but Vert Vixen definitely hung in there. And a quick plug to the Poison Round interview that they did with Mercedes Martinez um, on their podcast feed as well as the Post Wrestling YouTube channel. Over an hour and a very, very good listen. Lee Moriarty defeated the returning Griff Garrison. This is Garrison's first match since October of 2022 as he's coming back from an injury and in Garrison's Honor Club debut as well. But he has appeared in Ring of Honor in the past as part of a tag team with the aforementioned Marcus Cross. Good back and forth, short match, but the ending seemed a bit edited weirdly as one second Garrison was like sitting on the mat and the next second we just kind of see Moriarty roll him up for the pen. So I'm not sure what happened here, uh, if it was my feet or whatnot, but it definitely seemed a little bit odd. 
Kiera Hogan defeated Robin Renegade. Charlotte Renegade was under the ring, and they tried to do the twin magic, but it failed as Kiera had a pair of kicks to Robin for the pen. And then Athena runs out and tries to attack Kiera with the candlestick, but it backfired and hit her, hit the ropes and it hit herself instead. So Kiera took advantage of this, took the stick, and started attacking Athena with it. So it looks like we'll be getting a rematch for this. For these two. Dark Orders, Alex Reynolds, John Silver, and Eva Uno defeated Shane Taylor and the Workhorsemen. Very hard-hitting and fast match here with Reynolds pinning JD Drake after a German from Silver as Reynolds wasn't able to put on the jackknife pin. Backstage promo from The Righteous and Stu Grayson as Grayson said Dark Order isn't the Dark Order that's willing to kick down the door and tells them to tune in next week. Action Andretti, Darius Martin, and A.R. Fox defeated Slim J, Sunny Kiss, and Jeeves K, with Andretti pinning Jeeves after him and Martin hit a double rock bottom. Interesting commentary here, because in the past they were saying since Andretti and Darius were teaming up on how when Dante comes back, they can make a good trios, but now that A.R. Fox has been teaming with them, that kind of confuses things a little bit. The Kingdom defeated the, de- the debuting El Cobarde and El Dragon, who had both done AEW Dark and MLW in the past. Mike Bennett got busted open pretty bad in this match at one point, started gushing blood everywhere, but Matt Taven pins Cobarde after the Proton Pack. Tony Khan comes back out with Jerry Lynn and Stokely. They come up with some great ideas, but they won't use Stokely's mass layoffs idea. But he did have an idea of Brian Cage in the Gates of Agony versus Action Andretti, AR Fox, and Darius Martin. Tony Conda introduced Bandito's brother, Gravity, as we get into the main event, which was Ray Phoenix defeating Gravity. Fantastic main event. Definitely the best match of the show. Great back and forth action until the very end, where Phoenix hit the Phoenix driver for the win. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see more Gravity here in Ring of Honor and AEW. Caprice Coleman even thought out the idea of Gravity and Bandito being brothers going against the Lucha Brothers for the tag team titles. And after the match, Phoenix goes ringside and shakes the hand of um, LSG, who's a, you know, a wrestler here for Ring of Honor, who's acting as a bellkeeper. A little odd here. Like, even LSG didn't really know what to do here. They had to like kind of like get approval from Bobby Cruz here to shake his hand. So I'm not sure if this is just like an accident or just like leading to something or leading to nothing. Who knows? MLW Fusion, Matt Stryker, again on commentator here as they're in Philadelphia. So he's here with Joe Dabrowski. Delmi Exo made quick work of Becca, beating her in a bit over three minutes with the Delmi driver ahead of their featherweight championship match against Tyre Valkyrie next week. We get a nice heartfelt promo from the main event who said that MLW is a star for them to etch their names in tag team wrestling on a grander stage, and they're very excited to give MLW the greatest show in professional wrestling. They talk about their history in House of Glory and being trained by the Amazing Red. Uh, this is actually very done, and I'm glad to see this as I'm a big supporter of the main event watching them in HOG. One called Manders defeated the debuting Josefer L after hitting him with a hard lariat and getting the win in under two minutes. They run down the car for the Never Say Never pay-per-view that's going to be on Fight TV, including announcing Timothy Thatcher making his MLW return to take on Tracy Williams. And I'll have big news next week concerning Jacob Fatu's return to the ring. In the main event here for the MLW National Openweight Championship, John Hennigan defeated Willie Mack. Ty Valkyrie was in Hennigan's corner as Sam Adonis joined commentary, so I guess it runs to the family, uh, him being Corey Gray's brother. Ty gets on the apron and tries to distract Mack, but got an accidental super kick from Hennigan instead. As the referee went out to attend to her, Adonis tried to attack Mack with the title, but he gets a stunner. They go back and forth again, but as the referee was trying to put Hennigan's title away during uh, during a sunset flip, no less, Taya comes in and hits Mack with her title as Hennigan covers Mack for the pen. And the show ends with Alex Hammerstone talking about Alex Kane. and says that Kane is either waiting to do a sneaky cash in, he's injured, or he's trying to nurse his wounds, and he hopes that, or he hopes that Hammerstone is injured and he can take advantage. But option D is where Kane faces him one on one, and there's no tricks and no BS. We go to Women of Wrestling Superheroes. The debuting Ariel Sky defeated BK Rhythm with a top rope moonsault. Ariel Sky making her debut. She's a local Northeast wrestler here, known as Nikki Duke, who has appeared on AEW Dark as well. She looked pretty impressive here. Um, I would say kind of like very similar vibes to a Tiffany Stratton. 
Fury vs. Americana ended in no contest in about 20 seconds as Americana rushes to the ring and gets jumped by the rest of the Heavy Metal Sisters. Steffi Slays and Jennifer Flores run out for the save. Coach Campanelli and Randy Rara defeated Genesis and Ice Cold, who was announced as a the new member of Exile here. Um, now that it looks um, that Exodus has been busy in Australia, they said she's part of a tournament. Campanelli gets the pin on Ice Cold after flipping Randy onto her off the top rope with a senton. And in the main event for the Women of Wrestling Tag Team Championships, Miami Sweet Heat defeated Jennifer Flores and Steffi Slays after hitting the heat wave on Flores for the pin to retain in a pretty good main event here. We had no episode of NWA USA, and that NWA Power was more recap of the Crockett Cup, this being from night two, as we saw Mississippi's Jr. and Octagon Jr. defeated the Brothers of Destruction. Blood Force Prama defeated Love Rebellion. These are both Crockett Cup matches. And then we had the Mask Man, who is uh, the brother of Sion, defeated Sion after Austin Idol turned on his own son, Sion. So we're not sure what's going on here with the two brothers here fighting over their dad. On NXT Level Up, Nathan Frazier defeated Tavion Heights in a nice showing, hitting a Phoenix Flash for the pin. Luca Crucifino defeated Miles Bourne, a bit of back and forth at the end with roll-ups until Luca is able to hold on for the three count. In the main event here, Charlie Dempsey defeated Dante Chen, a really good main event here, as Dempsey seemed to bring the best out of Chen. Dempsey was able to trap Chen in the stretch and make him submit at the end. I would definitely recommend this match. On WWE Main Event, Candice LeRae defeated Zia Lee after hitting a springboard moonsault. There was no Nikki Cross in sight in this match, and this was Zia Lee's actually uh, first match on Main Event. And Apollo Crews defeated Akira Tozawa. Tozawa took a bit of a spill during his entrance, which I'm sure was just a rib to make his best friend Cruz pop here. Good competitive back and forth, seven minute match here with Cruz hitting a, uh, catching a flying Tozawa off the top rope, right into a Samoan drop for the pen. The only WWE Network edition was We Love Wrestling 43 from WXW, as, um, the Davy Richards match was cut yet again. And last thing here before I go, uh, quick plug. New show this Saturday. Um, it's going to be myself and Kate from Montreal every week talking about AW Collision. The first week we are joined by John Pollock. Uh, and the second week I'll be having to step out for that one and waiting will take my place as I'll be in Toronto. Uh, most likely attending Collision Live. So I'll be on the lookout for that. But yeah, every Saturday, uh, Collision Podcast. Saturday night, Sunday morning, uh, depending on when we record. I'm talking about this new show. So I'm definitely looking forward to it. Um, very humble, very uh, proud, very honored to um, be doing this show on the flagship network and postwrestling.com. So definitely check that out. And no worries, this show will not be going away. So make sure you check me out next week for another episode of Shot in the Dark. <laughs>